you're not responsible for bringing people up to your level. We don't have the power to do that. We just need to recognize and trust in ourselves and know that we have the power to believe in what is true for us. Welcome to the La Jolla Local Podcast. I am Morgan King, your host, and I'm passionate about creating connection. Here on this podcast, we will dive into the stories and the lessons learned from local La Jolla business owners and citizens, as I believe that we all have our own story to tell and what good are our experiences if we don't share them with others. My goal is to inspire you and share the lessons that others have learned while connecting us closer together as a community. Hey everyone, it is Morgan King, your host of the La Jolla Local Thank you so much, as always, for checking in, listening to the podcast. Um, I hope this episode is of much value to you. So to celebrate our 10th episode, and also um, within this week, we'll hit uh, 100 or 1,000 downloads, which is pretty cool, um, considering I haven't done any marketing really besides on my Instagram stories for my business, which has very minimal followers. Um, so I appreciate you guys sharing this, listening in. It's really important to me to get the message out and hopefully make you feel inspired. And today's episode, I believe, will certainly do that. Um, in honor of the 10th episode, I'm going to do the top 10 life lessons as all episodes are centered around a lesson that I have learned so far in my life. Um, Honestly, probably in the last couple of years. I think if you sat down and wrote your top 10, we all have guiding principles or beliefs that we live by. And these have just really transformed the way I think about things, how I react to things, how I show up in the world. And so far, so good. Um, Which is why I'm saying so far as I feel like these evolve and change every day. Um, So when I wrote these out, this is where I'm at right now. This is what's working. Hopefully you get a nugget or two of... um, knowledge that you didn't have before and maybe allows you to see things in a different way. So starting off with number 10, um, I believe this one to my core now, but it's been something I'm diligently working on repatterning almost every day. Um, I'm giving it all that I have to change this way of thinking. And it's that you are not meant to struggle and you are here to experience joy, savor connection, express creativity celebrate blessings and love others. Um, Not run errands endlessly, do things on your to-do list, be stressed out. Um, And I think we are somewhat conditioned to believe in this truth. I don't know if this resonates with you, but this is something I remind myself every day when I try and look Um, to others for the answers or say yes to something when I really wanted to say no. When it's not in alignment, I just don't do it anymore. And number one goal of every day is how can I experience the most joy possible um, so that I can show up with the highest vibration, be my highest self, and hopefully affect others through that energy and just showing them that this is possible. Um, Number nine, The joy of presence is beyond anything else. And I think we don't necessarily take the time, if you will, each day to recognize if we're being present. If you have listened or read The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, um, if you haven't, I highly recommend it. It is just a book that should be required as a human being because all we have is the present moment. 
the past, like time is not linear. Um, it's this whole concept around like the only time that we have truly is now. And I think it's easy to live in future or past terms. And they say, if you think in the future, you have anxiety. If you're thinking in the past, you have depression. And in the now is a present. That's why they call it a gift. Um, how do you do this? Like I feel when I would go mindlessly through my day, not really recognizing that, I'd look at the present moment as an obstacle to overcome in order to get to the next level. But it was a means to an end because there was never a present moment because once I would get to that quote unquote future experience, I would be already thinking ahead in the future. Um, So it's all in the little things, you guys. Like people always say, um, like when they've been diagnosed with something that's potentially fatal or they're on their deathbed. I don't know if you've ever read articles around this or interviews, but people talk about the littlest things that gave them so much joy. And you can recognize those little things if you're really focused on the present moment. So, um, and expressing gratitude for that as well, like having fresh water, like we take for granted a lot of times the things that we have directly in front of us that we should be so immensely grateful for. Um, Jen Sincero in her book kind of jokes around about water and it's like, what? We'll have your your water, your most precious resource fall from the sky and yet I'll like complain because it's ruining my hair or something like that. But just recognizing how abundant life is and how like even in the toughest times, you always have things to be grateful for. And it might not be the, you might have not, excuse me, you might not have full gratitude for the entire moment, but you can find gratitude in every moment. Um, And always know that it's working out for your highest good, which is number eight, is everything is always working out for your highest good. And coming from this place and knowing the chances that you take or the risks that you take in your life, whether it's a relationship or a career or your health goals, whatever it is, um, it's either going to teach you the lesson or give you the desired outcome. And if you can recognize that you're fully supported and trust that and come from that place, you will show up in a completely different way and not allow fear to drive your decision-making. You'll come from a place of what ifs and abundance and gratitude and just knowing that even if it doesn't go the way you planned it to go, there's a bigger picture involved that is always working out for your highest good. Number eight or number seven, excuse me, is have expectations, just don't attach to an outcome. And what this means is I used to say, don't have expectations and then you'll never be disappointed. And it's like, well, that's not really a lot of fun. So if I have this really great real estate deal that I'm working with and I'm super excited for my clients on the house, I used to just kind of level set myself because it's such a volatile um, career path. One day you could be submitting three offers that would completely transform your life in terms of what it would do for your clients, for your business, the financial gain that you would receive. And then the next day, all three could fall through. So in order to keep my mindset straight, I would just kind of be never excited or never upset and be somewhat in this neutral zone to avoid disappointment. But ultimately what I was doing was focusing on the disappointment and preparing myself for it, although it hadn't happened yet. So potentially attracting the disappointment or the the transactions falling through because I was expecting that to happen almost in a way so that I wouldn't be disappointed. And so 
a new perspective that I have is being excited for my clients, being excited for the financial gain. What am I going to do with those dollars when I get them? Am I going to go on vacation? Am I going to buy myself a new handbag? Am I going to give back financially in ways? Um, What am I going to do with this money? Why am I excited for my clients? The fact that they can share their life and um, grow their experience and their family in this home that they're going to be purchasing. Get excited about that, but don't be attached to that and say either this or something better is going to come along. So if it's not this, it's something better because it's always working out for our highest good. And I truly believe that. This has been a huge shift in mindset, but allows things to be exciting and fun and focusing on the what if in a positive perspective, instead of saying, what's the worst that could happen? Because I think coming from that negative mindset can potentially attract that into your life. So number six, um, extremely important, is you are not your thoughts you are the observer of your thoughts. So I kind of talk about this a lot. This has been transformative to me. I believe that we create our own reality based upon our thoughts, which drive our beliefs and that drives our actions and creates the results in your life. But I used to really identify with my thoughts and whatever I believed, quote unquote, to be true was how I lived my life. And it wasn't until probably a couple of years ago when I finally recognized that you can change the real. You are basically, pretend like you are looking at a projection screen and your brain has a film strip where it's projecting out the reality of your life. And you can go up there and change the real. And so your projection of experiences, how you interpret things is your reality. And when you close your eyes and you have this incessant chatter going on, oh gosh, I can't wait to finish this podcast. And then I have to quickly get ready, go meet my friend for lunch, which is going to be awesome. Um, But like all the thoughts that we have in our head, I'm not good enough. I don't like my hair today. Um, I should have worked out this morning. I shouldn't have had that extra glass of wine last night, whatever that is. And then recognize that there's this chatter and then there's an observer experiencing the chatter or hearing the chatter. And who you are is the observer. You are not your thoughts. Your thoughts are malleable. They're not necessarily factual. If it's something that not everyone believes in, it's generally your own perception and assumptions. So people will say, okay, so am I supposed to jump off a building? Is that just a thought? Okay, no. Most people would say, don't jump off a building. It's not good for you, right? But if you say um, money is bad, not everybody believes money is bad. So where did that come from? Dive deep into the thoughts that have allowed you to believe that as your truth. Therefore, you have fear around money. Money is just energy. Think of this analogy the manifestation babe talks about is a knife. So you have a knife in a kitchen and you could use it to chop up vegetables to create a meal for your family. And that exact same knife you can use to stab someone with. And obviously that's two completely different outcomes, but it's your belief of what the knife is. The knife is just a physical thing. It's the energy you put behind the knife that makes it what it is. And so that's just going back again into the energy you put behind it is based upon your thoughts and beliefs and you are not your thoughts. So just if you have a thought in your mind that isn't serving you, choose something else, choose again. Um, More on that. In another episode, I could talk about that forever. Number five, um, this one's probably the most woo-woo and it's even more challenging for me to explain, but when I say it or when I hear it or when I read it, it really resonates with me. 
And it's you don't live your life, but life lives you. Life is the dancer and you are the dance. And whenever I read that or hear it, it just releases so much control. I feel lighter, more free. And just knowing that there's this other thing, universe, God, source, whatever it is that you believe in that lives you and is guiding you. And all you need to do is get in touch with your internal guidance system, the source of who you are, who we all are, our highest self, and listen to that. And it will guide you through the experiences and support you along the way wholeheartedly. We think we're in control and say, once I do X, then this will happen. And that's also based upon belief. So you could potentially confirm and create that confirmation bias for yourself. Well, when I do X, this does happen. What are you saying? Well, not in all cases. Sometimes the way in which we want things to work out, it doesn't. And then in hindsight, we're like, wow, I'm so glad that that experience happened to me. Even if it was extremely challenging and negative at the time, it made me so much stronger. I now understand when other people go through that experience, I'm here to support them. I've grown tremendously. I'm a different being. I can show up in a better way. Number four is your position in life will be threatened if you allow the beliefs and opinions of other people to diminish your perspective. What I mean by this is if you are all high, you're excited, you know that you are on your right path, or let's say I have an event actually that I will be hosting here in San Diego in April. It's for high achieving, um, successful entrepreneurs who have hit the ground running in 2020 and are now experiencing burnout. We're going to have workshops, energy healing, breath work. It's going to be an incredible day. It's sponsored by Bumble Biz. It's a really big deal for me. I'm so excited and passionate about it. And if I talk to people about it and they aren't as enthusiastic, it threatens me. Um, it threatens my position in life, if you will, because it allows their beliefs and opinions to diminish my own perspective. So I think in my mind, this event's going to sell out. It's going to help so many people tremendously. And then someone comes along and says, how are you going to sell all those tickets? Why do you think you're going to sell out? You really think people would be interested in this event? And those are their opinions and beliefs. It's not your perspective. And a great analogy of this um, that uh, the famous author and pastor, Bishop T.D. Jakes, he did this um, analyzation of people's perspective about your goals, and then he compared it to the case of a turtle and a giraffe. And he said that it is the natural characteristic of the turtle to view life from their ground level. He also said that the giraffe view from the world, from a higher perspective, and both of them are not compelled to see things from the same point of view as they're not on the same level. And the giraffe, literally like physically speaking, cannot lower their perspective to the turtles or they will die. And the giraffe cannot raise the turtle's perspective because they are where they are. You're not responsible for bringing people up to your level. We don't have the power to do that. We just need to recognize and trust in ourselves and know that we have the power to believe in what is true for us. You are so powerful. We are so powerful. And outside opinions and beliefs can tear us down and make us see things from a different 
or they can't see things from our perspective. Not everyone has the thoughts that you have, has the perspective that you have, or the beliefs and the excitement around a goal that you want to achieve. That's why sometimes I just keep my goals to myself because I know they're big and I don't want to make people quote unquote feel uncomfortable, but they feel uncomfortable because they're seeing it from where they're at. They're not seeing it from where you're at. So if you're a giraffe, honey, be a giraffe. See things from that higher perspective. You are not meant to lower yourself to view things from their other's ground level. Let them be where they are and leave them there. Don't judge them. They're on their own journey. But just don't allow other people's opinions, beliefs, judgments to threaten your position in life. You believe what you believe for a reason if it's serving you. Number three is you are not a victim of your circumstances. So this one's tough because there are times where things happen to us and we believe, oh, I cannot believe this happened to me. How could they do this to me? How could someone treat me this way? But it's you allowing them to do that to you and releasing your power to them. That's the issue. You are never a victim of your circumstances. You are so much stronger than you think and you are in charge of the way in which you react to situations. So when I can totally be honest here and say that this one is probably the most challenging. Um, When really bad things have happened to me or I assume bad, I judge them and tie opinion to them and say, these are bad, this is good. But when a bad thing has happened to me in the past, I have certainly cried out, "Why? like, why is this happening to me? How could this possibly be happening to me? Haven't I experienced enough? Like, come on already. Um, Tig Notaro is a comedian and she has this joke. Um, I'm going to get a little sidetracked here, but it's funny. She has this joke where she is like imagining God and all the angels up in heaven or wherever they are. And she went through a crazy stream of events that were all horrible, one after another. She like got C. diff. She was in the hospital. Her mom died unexpectedly. Her girlfriend left her and then she got diagnosed with cancer amongst other things. So she's just like, what the heck? This was in like a three-month period of time. And she said that like how God's like, or people will say, God will never give you more than you can handle. And so she imagines there's like this conference room where God's meeting with the angels and he's like, you know what? I think she can handle one more thing. And they're like, no, God, what are you thinking? Are you crazy? And so it's kind of funny to think of it that way of just like, sometimes you're being totally tested and you don't understand why. But getting back to my original thought here is that you are not the victim of your circumstances. It's the way in which you react to those situations that is how you experience them. So Like I said, you can always find a positive. Not every experience is positive, but you can always find a positive thing within an experience. Um, Number two is we are not meant to go through life alone. And being alone in the sense of not even like not being around others or physically like in presence of people, it's I think more on an emotional level. It's crazy the similarities as I've opened up to other people and have talked to people about these things that we're all experiencing it. No matter what level you are in your life, no matter how much money you have, how much quote unquote success you've achieved or the lack thereof, we are all going through pretty much the same things at varying rates. And when you can connect with someone else and just say, hey, um, I'm going through it too, it's tremendous 
what can happen through that connection. You feel so supported. You feel as though it's okay to have these emotions because it's human nature to want to be validated by others. And when you keep your worries and your stresses and your fears inside, you feel really alone. And we are collectively meant to connect with each other and in an honest and transparent way. And I think the more I've done that, the more authentic my relationships have become, the more people that show up in my life who are going through the same things because I'm open to it. And I feel like the support I receive is like, tenfold. It's just crazy. I don't feel ashamed pretty much ever. If something's happening to me, I know somewhere someone else is experiencing the same thing. And that just creates this sense of ease and it's not going to last forever. They went through it. I can too. And I really hope this podcast does that for you through these episode interviews with successful business owners who are local um, through my stories is that you say, if you're having a tough time, if you're kind of going through it right now, nothing lasts forever. You can't go around it. You have to go through it. And I almost look at it now when I am struggling and going through a tough time mentally or spiritually or physically, financially, whatever it is, I'm like, okay, this is a test to grow me to the next level. And I know that something great is on its way. So it doesn't seem as like daunting as it used to. And then the number one thing, which is my 100% most important um, lesson is loving yourself. And what does this mean exactly? Um, It's so many different things. It's self-care, it's pampering yourself. So giving yourself massages, going to hot yoga, eating nourishing food, drinking water, having relationships that make you feel whole, um, going out and seeing the sunshine. If you're not in Wisconsin in the winter where you don't see the sun, but or you're by the water, you're out in nature, um, those types of things. But also a huge part of this is doing what feels good for you. And we are our own unique beings. We have our own internal guidance system. We comparing ourselves to other people, it kind of makes me laugh sometimes because we aren't meant to be the same. So why are we looking outside ourselves for confirmation of what's right or what's good? You know inside what's right or what's good for you. And so listening to that internal voice, and I think back to my corporate days and being in a meeting room and not feeling like it was a good use of my time is like now being like, okay, in a non-rude way, but just standing up for myself and what I believe and being like, you know what? I'm just going to take some time here and step out um, like this just, this isn't worth my time at the moment. And coming from a good place of energy, but doing things that are self-serving for you and not staying in this meeting because you feel like you have to, or doing things because you feel like you have to. I think we feel selfish if we don't say yes to everyone, or if we um, do say yes to everyone and then resent them for it. Like, what kind of energy is that putting out there? People can feel that. You have a radius around you that's projecting out either positive or negative energy. And so if you're not truly living for what works best for you, nourishing your body, doing the self-love, self-care, making decisions that support you and serve you, you aren't able to show up as your best self. You're not able to attract the things, the people and experiences in your life that will make it the most amazing for you. And so the number one thing I've learned is making myself 
my number one priority and loving myself truly wholeheartedly in the decisions that I make and the way that I practice my day-to-day showing up as my best self as much as I possibly can. Um, And yeah, so those are the 10 life lessons, if you will, that I've learned thus far. And as I said, ask me tomorrow and these might change, but at least for today. So I hope you found something valuable here. If you know someone who might need to hear this episode, if you could please share it with them, it would mean so much to me. Like I've said in other, um, in the interviews and just talking on the podcast is just, I'm not doing this for self-promotion. I don't even really have a brand for myself. I just have like my real estate business. This is sincerely to support you and other beings and giving what I know that has worked for me and take what you want and leave the rest. I am not the guru that's going to guide you. These are just lessons that have supported me and you might find something valuable if it resonates with you. If it doesn't, no problem. I am totally detached from the outcome. So thank you so much for listening and until next time. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, then head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review of this podcast. We sincerely appreciate your feedback. Stay tuned for another episode of the La Jolla Local Podcast. And thank you for listening.